0: Sparling, this calls for the old Billy Barule. Um, Billy, 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 Billy. Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. This is a biggie. In your life have you seen anything like that?
1: All right, welcome to the eighth episode of the Conquer Golf Podcast. This is Brian Thompson. I'm here with Kevin Nodo. Uh eighth episode in a yeah. row. Pretty good. Um just getting started. I know that there's uh Kevin and I, and maybe our moms are the only ones that are listening to this, but yep. uh at best. Yeah. Uh but that's <laughs> all right. Uh we're having a good time and hopefully you're you're taking some some good tidbits. Um Anyways, we got a good good episode ahead. We're gonna talk a little tour talk, uh go through a little anonymous survey that golf.com published. Uh we're gonna talk a little bit about the Avion Masters, uh, web.com finals, obviously shaping up with one event to go. And then last but obviously not least, tour championship this week at Eastlake uh FedEx Cup will be finalized come Sunday. And uh should be interesting. Uh but first, no event to really review last week. Let's chat a little bit about this survey that golf.com published. And I'm kind of curious what your your favorite question was, Kevin, that came out of the survey.
0: Interesting. So yeah, I guess what, fifty-nine players participated that were um surveyed during the PGA championship and the Wyndham Championship. So like actual tour events and what the players you participated, including four major winners uh, one major winner in 2018, so, that's Brooks, Patrick Reed, or, why am I blanking? Uh, Molinari. Man- Molinari, One yeah. of them took the, the test. Yeah. And three of the top 20 in the world, so it's like, this is a very relevant, like, actual survey of tour players. Um, questions that interest me the most. I mean, I know the one that interests Brian the most. Um... I guess this one's interesting to me, because I've, I've always wondered it, but, like, um, there was a, a question about gambling, right? Yes. So, let me read it. I believe it was, have you ever played for over $1,000 in a practice round? Right? $1,000 or more. Yeah. And 61% said no. That blows me away. So, as much money as these guys are making... Yeah. And how evenly matched... The fact that they probably just wash money around, you know, or, like, I don't know. I'm very surprised that more big money matches don't happen in these practice rounds. I agree. I'm stunned. I would,
1: I mean, I'd, like, imagine there'd be quite a few, like, a grand a hole with auto
0: two-downs. Yeah, for, (laughs) I know, for the top, yeah. Anyone who makes, like, or who's made, like, over, you know, $10, $15 million in their career, which is over, well over half the tour... I would think would be just playing for whatever. It's all chicken scratch. Yeah. Like okay, so then there the, I love it the,
1: the survey comes with a couple of hot takes, you know, quotes from guys that took the survey and there's one that says I've never bet more than $20 honestly. Yeah, who? All right. right. Who is that? Who's that? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's this next survey question. <laughs> who do you think that is likely to be? Um
0: my wife would kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas Glover. No. <laughs> <laughs> too uh, soon. Uh, yeah, sorry,
1: Lucas. That was too soon. <laughs> Probably true. Uh, I've never bet more than 20,
0: though. Who do you think that really is? I mean, Bubba's wife could kill him. That's... Well, yeah. Physically we, capable of it. Yes, definitely. But definitely. I don't... I, I don't even know. I like, Honestly, I I have no idea. Patrick I, Reed? Has never bet more than 20 bucks? I no, doubt no, I no. doubt that. No, I'm. I think never been more than 20 bucks i'm i'm voting zach johnson that was my first instinct was that's funny you say that i picture him being a super nit you know but i mean he has he's got he's got so much money plenty of coin yeah that it's like i can't imagine i don't know i i can't even fathom but this is this is interesting because there's a lot a lot a lot of millionaires out there on tour so. Yeah. Okay. So
1: flipping it around, real quick, who do you think is the highest stakes gambler who you haven't you haven't heard of? So like, like Phil, not, not yeah, Phil, not Phil, not Phil and not Tiger,
0: right? Yeah, out there. Yeah. I mean, I picture Jordan playing for some money. I don't know why. Yeah. But he's played a little bit with Phil. Maybe that's why I'm like linking everyone to Phil. Like, yeah. who plays practice rounds with Phil? Okay, let's link them together. That's um, fair. Yeah, I that's... picture him gambling. I picture DJ gambling. You think? Um, I do, yeah. Yeah. I picture him not caring. Yeah, I could also consider, care. could see him, like, just not turning down any wager no. and, like, instantly doubling the stakes no matter what anybody says. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you challenge him, how could he turn, you know? Yeah. In his mind, good. he's the best. Yeah. Totally. But Then I picture Kucher maybe gambling the most outside of golf. Like, yeah. Some other stupid games. Like, I bet he'd play someone horseshoes for 10 grand if they wanted, just because. I yeah. don't know. I could just. It's interesting. I wonder if there's, like, card games and stuff that go down in the locker rooms, too. Like, that would, dude, that would so be. It's am- very interesting. That'd be amazing. What, if, uh, what was that movie that was about the. Uh...
1: Maggie's game or is Molly's game. Molly's game. That's for right. the That's, for the tour. Yeah, if there was, there was a Molly's game on the tour.
0: That would be that'd be epic. That'd be interesting. That would be so epic. Yeah, especially the Asian tour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, host games of Mahjong, but yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It I don't know. Because when I think of golfers at, like, my local club or something, I think of gamblers, you know? Yes. Like, they're synonymous together. Yes. They do that, and then they'll go play poker after. But it seems like maybe those aren't the kind of people that turn into world-class golfers. It's yeah. more the people who take it a little more serious <laughs> than that, and they, uh, they don't play for the cheap gamble. They play the, to be the best in the world. So that was interesting to me. I figured it would be somewhere in the neighborhood of 80% have played for a lot of money on yes
1: yeah, I would I would have thought so too
0: okay so segueing off of that the second question or the not second
1: but the next one right after that is do you worry that legalized sports gambling could corrupt the pro game only nineteen percent said yes do you agree are you on the yes or no side of that
0: I don't I don't think so right um, I just I guess the one thing would be if they have stuff like wins, betting on wins, no. But, like, if they have making the cut bets for average to below average golfers that, like, maybe will keep their card, maybe won't. Or the ones who definitely will keep their card, but, like, they don't care that much. Like, they could miss a cut and it wouldn't hurt them. I don't know. I could see maybe they could go out there and miss a cut. I could also see live sports gambling.
1: Like, with, like, on prop bets, getting really crazy. Like, what are the odds that
0: he hits it in the left rough on this hole? Like, or what are the odds that he hits it? That's true. This already happens in in Europe. They have completely full live betting that goes on. Like, yeah. Li- like, odds Tiger makes a par on this hole kind of betting. Yeah. You know, where you could really start manipulating stuff. Not that Tiger would. He has way too much to lose, but, you know. What if I Monday into an event and some guy waves a bunch of money in my face and I know I'm going to miss a cut no matter what? Like, who am I just some idiot not to take thousands of dollars? Because, yeah. I don't know, it might matter to you, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: but I don't know. I think it just depends on on what uh, what sort of the nature of the betting it is that's legalized. And I, I think you're right, Kev. It's got to make sure that it's not, like, too... Too much of a niche prop bet. It's got
0: to be based on like winning and yeah, um, you know, even miscuts are sketchy. A little bit sketchy. I agree. Um, I agree. So if it's based on winning, no, there's way too much money in a win that yeah. could ever offset what the mob would pay you on the side. Um, right. Yeah, you would think it. And there, there's a lot of money. You know, that's why NBA games don't get thrown. You know. NBA refs do, because they don't make as much money as maybe they think they should. Or college games do, because they don't make anything. Yeah. But NBA basketball players, they don't throw games, because they make millions of dollars. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's all relative to to the money. Now, segueing a little bit, I wanted to
1: chat about LPGA and the Evian Masters this week. hmm What do you think the implications of legalized gambling on the LPGA would be? Mm-hmm. Because they would seem to be a little bit, there might be a little bit more at stake if you're, <clears throat> just given the fact that the LPGA purses are not anywhere near. I think what, they're probably around fifteen percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, not to, not like I'd call into question any of the, the no, integrity not, of any no, of the players, no, no, but no, no, no. not at all. Um, but it's about money. Yeah, it is about money, and yeah. the temptation would definitely be a, a lot stronger there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think that's sort of an interesting thing to think about. Hopefully, hopefully they, they come up with some some good rules and, and kind of limit the, the types of bets that you can place.
0: Or if, let's just say that they had bets on on just the top 10 people, right? Yeah. I think if you took 10 top LPGA players, none of them will cheat, Yeah. no matter what. Or yeah. not cheat, but, you know, throw something. Yeah, It doesn't matter what prop. You could have a prop on a three-footer, and they're going to try and make it. Yeah. Versus if they had prop bets on some of these unknown players or whether on the PGA Tour, web.com, or LPGA. Like, they'd be more enticed to give it the old tug to the left. But, yeah, I don't know. That is interesting. Golf, it could easily be manipulated. Any individual sport, you know? Yeah. Especially one where you're not, like, Like on tennis, everyone's looking at you because it's one-on-one, but in golf, there's 120 people right next to you, and you could easily do something that would fly under the radar. Right. Right. So. Well, speaking of the LPGA, uh,
1: I have the Avion Masters this past weekend, and Angela Stanford came through for Mm -hmm. her her first major championship victory, which was surprising to me because I actually thought that she had won one before, and I think... As you and I were talking about, I think I was just remembering some of the close calls she had in the U.S. Open yeah, um, before and, and probably some other events, too. I'm, I'm sure that's definitely not the first time she's had a chance. Um, and you were commenting, she's, she's made
0: over $11 million in, his, in her I career. I saw that. that, yes. That's... $11 million. Good for her.
1: It's really impressive.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, so, I especially nowadays, I think women's golf think a lot to international... Um, women. They've actually boosted the, the women golf stage a ton um, with it being one of the most popular sports in Korea. I'm not going to say the most because I don't know that much about Korean culture but um, one of definitely. Yeah. If not the most popular women's sport I'd say. Um, and for her to make $11 million over 18 years with what the purses used to be, that's formidable. So I mean. how, how
1: about this? I just pulled up the PGA Tour career money list. Notable
0: what? golfers who have
1: not won $11 million in career PGA Tour earnings.
0: They're all got to be old.
1: Super old, no? Some of them aren't as old as you might think. Um, Bernard Longer, he's obviously older. Martin uh, Martin Keimer. What, yes, Martin I'm sure. Keimer, I'm now this probably doesn't count European tour winnings, right? So, yeah, he was so he would won. definitely be a lot more. Um, but still, even, yeah, right, still John Daly,
0: uh, wow, two, yeah, two majors, and isn't that pretty well, five other wins don't get you that? Yeah. It's uh, just pre tiger money, like, yeah, I guess you would have to classify it as tiger money and and post tiger, yeah, or pre tiger, post tiger, yeah, for sure. Darren Clark. That's interesting. How how crazy is that? Yeah. When you start looking at the actual money list all time and you get like around 40 or 50 guys deep. Yeah. It's, it's like the the numbers that like Charles Hall the 3rd with like a, one career win or something like he's number 21 on the all-time money all list. All-time, 21. I know. 35 million. 35 million. it's, it's a lot insane. of bones. Yeah, yeah. That's... For for just never winning. Yeah, just, I mean, I take, obviously, I take twenty third every event. <laughs> <laughs> like yes. that's what that's what Charles 3rd does, and he's been doing it for the whole time Tiger's been on tour almost. Yeah, yeah. He's had a nice little overlap there for sure. Yeah. Thank he, you, TW. He, he, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. There's, yeah. But that is that's a, interesting. Is what amazing. would eleven million have ranked on the. I think Old it was like 170th. Okay. Yeah, Honestly, that's 165th. Higher.
1: I wonder, do they have an LPGA? So 164th is Tom Kite.
0: That's nuts.
1: <laughs> that is nuts. Yeah. Uh, I, they probably do have an LPGA career money list here. I bet Angela Stanford's got be, to be up there towards the top. Monica. Uh,
0: there she is, 11th. 11th. Yeah. Paula Creamer. Yeah, 10th. What? I feel like she hasn't, she hasn't made done a much, paycheck in like three years. Not,
1: but, not much lately. But she crushed it for Lorena a while. Lorena
0: Ochoa.
1: Yeah. No surprise. Carrie Webb. Chris,
0: Christie Kerr.
1: Yeah, she's a cash machine. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. No, nothing really that surprising up there. Seri so, Pak being Pac. up there is
0: only surprising because a lot of her wins came before yeah. the,
1: the, you know, the Tiger Wave. She's probably you know, made more Pac-
0: money off the course and. Maybe Annika's made as much, but...
1: Yeah. 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 Um, definitely interesting to kind of look at those tallies and see where things kind of shake out. Uh, yeah. One thing I did want to touch on also about LPGA, I feel really bad. Lexi Thompson, like, she seems like she's in a... just kind of a rough spot with golf in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because she's one of these... I mean... Man, for starters, like, the LPGA really needs her, like, just for for fans. Star power. Star power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, she's just such a huge asset to the game, um, especially the, the women's game. Um, I, I just... It's interesting, you know, she's been brought up, you know, with the game, and she's been a great player for a really long time in the women's game. I mean, even though she's only... Uh, She's her rookie year was 2012 and i don't know how old she is she's probably in her like maybe she's m- probably 16 or mid 20s or something so yeah, yeah she's like exactly she's uh let's see um but still what what do you make of like just i mean it seems like i mean she's like misses the cut and shedding tears on yeah. the last hole like
0: well she took that sabbatical right yeah for a couple weeks um i don't know so is it burnout? Is it she feels pressure to win and she isn't performing and she's an ultra competitor? Is it she doesn't like her life? Like there's so many different reasons for her to like emotionally feel like she needs a break. Either she's unhappy with what she's doing or she's unhappy with her performance in my mind. but
1: I wonder if she's finally getting to the age and especially now that she's definitely an adult if she's like realizing that there's more to life than golf and like she got brought up her her two older brothers uh both are very uh, accomplished players in their own right mm-hmm. certainly her she comes from a family of and she like probably doesn't know anything else other than golf mm-hmm. like has i mean just that's really like her whole life has been about golf and she's probably getting to this place where she's like oh wow like there's more to life than just playing golf
0: and like what are all these things that maybe i've missed out on and I mean, when you look at her social media, right, she takes a lot. I'd say the majority of her posts are her working out. Yeah. Or her more like fashion style, like. Yeah, going to posts. the pro parties and stuff. And yeah, dressing up or, you know, selfies and stuff, which is. So clearly she has a life and desires outside of, of golf. But I don't know. I mean, that that could be, but, like, golf? Like, you can have a life outside of golf and still be good at golf. That's my thing that yeah. I've never understood. It's like you rise and grind, but you can also take a month off in the winter. Right. And three weeks, or a week off. Every three weeks, take a whole week off. Whatever, yep. you know? Yeah. But if your brain can't wrap around being the best that's why to me it almost feels like it's a success sadness because like she's had problems with the putter. She's had problems with weird rule stuff happening. And I can imagine her feeling like the world's against her and then melting down because she isn't world number one or something, something like that. But what you're talking about is interesting too. Like just complete burnout. All I've ever done is golf. I'm a child prodigy and now I want to be a woman who does something else I don't yeah know.
1: or or even if i just i just want to like yeah have a little bit more balance
0: in my life which i think
1: is like you're saying it's not only can you do it but you should do it and if you're going to have any sort of longevity in this game uh you have to have some sort of outlet that gives you your your mind a little bit of a chance to to rest from from golf um and gives you maybe a little bit greater sense of purpose than just I'm a golfer, right? Because like it ties into what you're saying about performance, like issues too. If you, if all you see yourself is, is as a golfer, and you're not performing as well as you want to or expect to, all of a sudden you start. If your whole identity is tied up in being a golfer, then you see yourself as like somehow less of a person because of it. Like that's. This idea of identity foreclosure is something that you hear some sports psychologists talk about, especially like with young prodigies who are coming yeah. up. Um, I mean, I even think like Michelle Wee is probably sort of in the same camp. Like, she, I, you haven't seen her with any sort of similar like
0: mental breakdown, if you will. Um, she but does like, keep balance, though. She she she's done she better to college, yes, which was surprising, kind of in its own right. Yeah, and that's then true. she she's very into like. Because she's on social media too, yeah. She hangs out with friends outside of golf, yeah. A she lot. does, and she travels around and does like sh- they're all, they're all like famous people stuff. But like, yeah, you know, she does shoots and is really into fashion and yeah, and stuff like that. But yeah, it is it is tough. And when you think of especially women golfers who have walked away at the top of their game, most yeah. of the time it's because they want like a family, yeah, and children. Because you have Anika that did it and lorena ochoa yeah famously yeah both kind of number one in the world or at least uh, lorena was a full-blown best player in the world yeah Anika i believe was still yeah she was the best ish yeah definitely Um, definitely was yeah so and they walked away to like start families another challenge that women kind of have to weigh out in their mind yeah um Yep, I'd be surprised if that was Lexi's thing, but yeah, um, I, I would too. Yeah, I don't think she's like, oh, I want to start a family now, but yeah, yeah, maybe maybe it's something, outside of that. Maybe she just, I don't know, I don't know. It's sad because golf, it can give. I mean, she has more money than she could ever use the rest of her life. I'm assuming no. Yeah, I'm sure
1: between all of her between winnings Puma and, and winnings. yeah, her endorsements for sure. She's yeah. won eight million dollars on the tour, and
0: I'm sure she's made at least that much yeah. off the Yeah, exactly. The, the course. and of it offers it gives you so much like freedom and fame and popularity, and it's like if you could find a balance and make it work for another ten years, you know, like yeah, you could do whatever you want the rest of your life. But yeah, yeah, I hope I hope she just takes time and gets better, and because like you said, the world of golf, the world of women's golf they could really use her help. Yeah. (laughs) Because she's, she's great for the sport. So I can't think of someone like Brooke Henderson's great. Yep. Um, say Yu uh, is great, but there's, you know, like someone young that inspires like young girl golfers to start golfing at a young age. Like a few better than Lexi or Brooke Henderson probably. Yeah. 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 I agree with that.
1: So anyways, Lexi, hopefully, uh, you're doing all right. And, uh, Gonna kind of get things together and find yourself. Um, yeah, the game definitely needs you. Um, all right, switching gears. One other thing that happened this last week: there wasn't a PGA Tour event, but there was uh, Web.com Tour Final Week Number Three, uh, and Sang Moon Bay. Yeah, is in the, at the top of the standings, heading into the fourth and final Web.com Tour Finals event. And I know he's somebody that came up in one of our podcasts a few weeks back. We were talking about how he had gone uh, back to Korea for military service commitment uh, for, what was it, two years that he had two to go serve? That's unbelievable. A guy who's in the prime of his career goes and serves two years in the military and then comes back. And, you know, he wasn't great right out of the gate, but gosh, he's played a few events and gotten into a bit of a rhythm, and it, now it sort of seems like he's pretty much picked up where he left off. Yeah. Which is really impressive. Um, you know what I, th- I think about more than anything... When I think about like one hats off to him for for what he's been able to accomplish, coming back to the sport after two years away from it um but it goes to show you, especially if you are a parent or coach of a junior player, and this ties in a little bit to like what we were just talking about about Lexi, is that like you have to realize that like the career of a golfer is an eternity hmm. like it's such a long time, and I think we're always caught up in. Like, oh, you know, maybe especially as a junior, you're caught up in like getting your college scholarship and then, oh, you've got this narrow window to make the tour. And then, you know, it's like you you always feel like there's not any time and you can never take a break. And like not to say that uh, anybody could just like quit golf for two years and then come back on the tour and like be yeah, a winner. Man, yeah. But like it's just the reality of like it's a very long, long game and like I'm sure now looking back at it like Sang Bay it's not like he I can't speak for him what he, how he feels about having to have done the two years of service um, in the middle of his career but like it's not like it's it seems like he's pretty much been able to pick up where he's left off he hasn't really lost too much I don't know you Who know, you can't really say where he would have been yeah I know he was playing good golf right he, before he, he left he but... really was um, but you know I think it's sort of my, my point is like you know keep the long long view in mind you know especially yeah. if you're if you're a parent or a coach of of young players like it's a really really long long road to being a PGA tour
0: player and a successful one yeah um, that is i mean that's a good point i don't i wonder what it's like when he goes back and does service like if there's any sort of special treatment or if he's getting to golf on weekends, uh, that's I don't what know. I mean, do they I... have military golf courses in Korea? <laughs> Not like the United States, I don't think. But <laughs> yeah, I kind of doubt it. But I picture, I picture. I don't know. I feel like he wasn't without a golf club for years, but he definitely didn't compete, and he definitely wasn't that wasn't his full time job. You know, like yeah. it is a service that you have to go do. So it set him back a ton. The interesting one is, um, who's the guy that won the Players' Championship a couple of years ago? Also Korean. Korean guy that won the Players' Championship a couple yeah. years ago? Yeah. Two years ago. Not this year, but the year before, probably. Oh, um, uh, Siwoo Kim? Yeah. Yeah. So I believe, I mean, he's a citizen of South Korea, and... But they gave him like a five-year exemption or something, mm. uh, like a pushback, essentially. Yeah. Um, because of his success on tour. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. So. Uh,
1: wow, I'm just reading this uh, article that about kim I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Does it, does it say something? Any more details? But yeah. Uh, I don't know it's it's interesting because it's gonna keep becoming a thing as the Korean male golfer breaks its way on tour which is 100% inevitable with the training and the work ethic they have Um, yeah just first being seen in the women's game and then being seen in the men's game and their form and dedication Um, it's yeah there's gonna be more male Korean golfers and they're all going to have this thing where, right in the middle of their prime, they have to take two years off. But like Brian said, not that it's insurmountable, but I yeah. wonder if I wonder if things maybe start to change. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting.
1: So this article is from last year, and he was when he was just 21 years old, and he says he had eight years before being pressed into duty. So I assume before you're 30, you have to go in. So like, if you have that choice in front of you, do you like? Do you go right then? Do you go right away and just say, I'm getting this out of the way? Or do you, like, put it off and you like, see, uh, I guess it depends on how hot you are. If you've just won the Players' Championship, you're probably like, let me see if I can cash a few more checks here. And... <laughs>
0: yeah, but I... if you if you go right after a win, you could come back to, would they let you come back to an a two-year exemption? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you'd have... So then you'd be like, I can come back, and I'd have two years to just so get another guaranteed win. Guaranteed that you have, have a, have a place to play. to play.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. We'll do that. I wonder they probably give you some sort of medical or like exemption they, or they something. have to they, you would think yeah. right like
0: it would seem yeah you're leaving to because think. of duty to your nation yeah and yeah yeah that's so, an interesting one but yeah Sam Moon Bay is for sure gonna get his PGA Tour card he's number one on the list followed by Robert Streb um, Hunter Mayhem number five on this list uh, Max Homa's on here and then Brian's Brian's Might boy, Joseph Bramlin, seven at 21. So Joe, come the... on, dude. One more good week. Yeah. Let's pull through, bud.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, he had a great start to the finals, and then he, he narrowly missed a couple of cuts. So uh, definitely pulling for you, Joe. Um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it overall, I'm sure. he's Aaron Baddeley, too. too,
0: inside that top.
1: Bad. Inside that. So Yeah, I'm sure. Those sound like pretty much locks uh all right we haven't even gotten to the really good stuff um we're probably running a little bit longer than we normally do but that's okay um tour championship this week um east lake obviously this is one of those uh sort of more popular venues on tours a little bit of history being a, a home of bobby jones um
0: what do, you, what do you what are you thinking this week who do you like this week kev um oh the other interesting thing about East Lake is it's hosting a bunch of college events nowadays.
1: Yeah, that is true. They host
0: like two or three I guess more like one or two, like college events out there. Yeah. Um throughout the year, which is cool. And then the whole history of East Lake where it's built and the community it's built around. Yep. Um is pretty cool too. Definitely. Um who do I like? Billy Horschel?
1: Yeah. I, I I don't dislike it. <laughs> it, it it's so hard because you've gotten like everybody here has played well this year I know like there's nobody on the list I mean the only guy on your list there Patton Kazire who's like 250 to 1 I don't know how you could possibly like qualify for a 30 man event and be considered 250 to 1 That's unbelievable. to win Yeah. I mean we should all be throwing $5 on Patton yeah um, but agreed <laughs> uh, yeah those are unbelievable odds yeah um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's really hard. What, what do you think of the FedEx Cup format in general? Like, the fact, I'm still bothered by the fact that you can win the Tour
0: Championship and not win the FedEx Cup. I mean, it's a season-long race, though. I get that, but like... So you think the fact that you've gotten to the final 30 means the the slate should be wiped clean?
1: Yeah. Okay. Or or maybe it's not the last 30, right? Maybe the last event is like six people? Yeah, or 10. Yeah, some, some much smaller field that really just captures like the top players in the game. But like what other sport
0: do you lose the last week of the year and win the championship? Like I guess the consolation be you win the last week and you won the tour championship and a paycheck for like 1.8 and yes, you lost. Season long, but like, I mean, did Tour de France you could win the final leg and lose the Tour de France, or mm. you could win it, yeah? Okay, so the, I don't but, know, I'm but, trying but, to think of other yeah, things, yeah. No, that's, that's sort of interesting, but I mean, but that is I, okay, so you that's could like win a cumul- the fourth quarter and lose the basketball game. No, I mean, that's kind of weak, but yeah, I mean, that'd be like saying you could lose game seven and still win the championship, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I know what it's you're it's saying, it's just like, yeah, so I, I don't I know. know, I think. I think they need to, to
1: rethink this a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was looking at... what Maybe it would, a match play. I mean, a, a match play would be cool. Or maybe, like, the last three events, they just do, like, an aggregate score.
0: That'd be cool. So, like... That might be best. You know,
1: actually. like, that would you be have best. to play. I know, so next year they're going to remove one of the playoff events... And it 'll be three events, and you just you have to play in all three if you get injured and you can 't play you're you 're out like you know like that 's just the nature of the game
0: that would make sense
1: you know um, and then you know at least that way, if you finish on top on the last event like maybe there's there could still be like uh some sort of prize for being the low man at the tour championship or something, yeah, but like there 's no doubt about who won or like it 's not left to some convoluted points system that gets reset every few weeks like at yeah. the beginning of the playoffs and the beginning of the Tour Championship um, yeah I don't know I think that that would be interesting uh, the other thing about Eastlake that is different now than it was I think last year they I don't know if last year was the first year where they switched the nines but I always used to like that they finished on the par 3 which is now the ninth hole and used to be the 18th hole and now Uh, 18 is the former ninth hole, uh, which is a good par five. Um, but I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like the novelty of finishing on a par three. I don't know. What what do you think about par three finishing holes or?
0: I mean, for the, if you're down by two, you got no chance in your mind. If you're down by one, you can make birdie and chances are the other, like, how long is it? I guess it's two thirty-five. I mean, it's not like it's a gimme par. No, but I don't know. I feel like you want. I feel f- like you got to make him hit two full, full swing golf two shots. Two full swings. Yeah, but I don't hate it. it. It's it wouldn't like it doesn't bother me bother me.
1: So the the other thing though is that the the new seventeenth hole, which used to be the eighth hole, is. Much less dramatic than the current 8th hole, which used to play as a 17th hole, where famously Bill Haas hit his shot from the the pond left of the green. Um, And it has the water all up the left side. Um, As Kevin said as we were talking about this before he came on, is that not the hardest hole ever? (laughs) Uh, It does look pretty hard. Bunkers up the right side and water left. I don't know. I just think, yeah, I get what you're saying about the last hole. I don't know. I kind of like the novelty of, of... of, you know, just something a little bit different to finish. But I see what you're saying. The only thing about eighteen is that it's I guess it's a it's a two shot hole. It depends on how firm it is. Um how far is it? It's six hundred yards. So I guess for most of these guys that's still reachable in two. Um as long as it's not like sopping wet. Uh which I don't know. Is has the weather this week has it been um I mean I, mean, I imagine with the hurricane I mean you'd think it would be would, a little wet. They would have gotten some residual at a minimum, yeah. Um, but I think I don't know. We'll, we'll see. The,
0: the uh, what, what do you think about saying eighty? Uh, and or 80. 9, eighty to ninety this yeah, week. Pretty standard, late summer. It's supposed in to rain Georgia. right after the tournament, so maybe they're going to get away with it. All right. Um. All right. Who Who's your? Should we talk picks? Sure. Who's my DFL? The DFL is so hard at the know. Tour Championship. Um, Cameron Smith, your last. Cameron Smith, man. All right. I got Billy H and Cameron Smith. Billy H is your winner. Yeah. That's that's
1: a bold pick. I like it. Um, all right. I'm going. John Rahm, dead last. Ooh. yeah I know uh, sorry I'm, I'm anticipating he's, he's l- got the pre pre, pre Ryder, Ryder Cup nerves. jitters yeah exactly um, and I'm going to really go out on a limb for my winner pick Justin Rose no I'm going to pick the T-dub? guy that wears the red shirt on
0: Sundays T yes okay. yeah, not, not Patrick Reed Tiger Woods <laughs> on that note before we end let's just go over the scenario of Tiger Woods winning the FedEx Cup. Bryson DeChambeau has to finish in the bottom half of the field, so 15th or worse, T15 or worse. Justin Rose then has to finish in a three-way tie for 5th or worse, so let's just say 6th or worse. Um, Tony Finau has to finish T3 or worse. Uh, DJ, a three-way tie for 2nd. Justin Thomas, a three-way tie for 2nd or worse. And Keegan uh, has to finish T2 or worse. So, I
1: mean, finishing T2 or worse, if you win, that seems pretty likely, right?
0: Like, for everybody else. <laughs> so, I'm not too worried about yeah, those, but Bryson
1: finishing in the bottom half, In that the bottom seems half. Like the m- and
0: then Justin Rose, a three-way tie for fifth. Or Yeah. yeah. Tony Finau T3 or worse? Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, why do they even have Keegan Bradley? T2, if he takes a solo second. Solo second, he still yeah. wins. Yeah. Which... Okay. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm but. sure there's a ton of other stipulations, like if Keegan Bradley takes a solo second, but Bryson takes a solo third, he still loses. I don't know. It starts right. stacking up. Right. It gets really interesting. So, yeah. But uh, uh, what, I wouldn't want to write the algorithms when Golf Channel does like live projected the, oh standings on every putt. It yeah. like bounces around. That's,
1: yeah, bouncing all over the place. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think Tiger's
0: got. Uh, he's due. He's played really well this not year. Like small field. Small. Exactly. So not doubt. Crazy guy that could just go low and snake him. So.
1: Yeah. And you've got uh he's got a week of rest under his belt. Yeah. So Why I, I think driving it better than he has in, in his whole life,
0: maybe. maybe. Yeah. yeah.
1: He really is. So uh that's my pick. And uh it should be a fun week. We'll see what happens. And uh looking forward to next week previewing the Ryder Cup. Cup. Uh we might have a special guest. So nice. uh yeah, looking forward to that. So any parting thoughts,
0: Kev? Um, I hope you're right about who wins this week. I'd rather you be right than me. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, well, uh, everybody have a good week.
1: Enjoy every shot, and we'll see you next week. See you guys.
0: I'm just sitting here in front of you guys. And talking. Just hanging out here.